Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you, it's Wednesday. We are in Miracle Invasion Week 6. We have been all over the place. <laughs> been studying on the Holy Spirit and its effects on us and its power and uh, who the Holy Spirit is and how it affects us. And we've been working our way through Miracle Invasion uh, and they're, they're, we're on week six, and, and there's been a lot of subject matter here. And I hope you're keeping up with this, and I hope it's expanding your horizons a little bit spiritually. Tonight probably will, too, because we're going to talk tonight about tongues with interpretation. Yep, we're going to talk about the bobby pin slinging, hair flying, pew jumping Pentecostals and their Holy Spirit tongue talking, whatever. <laughs> you know, I was raised in it. Um, it, it was not something ever uh, that I ever saw as, as weird. I've seen lots of things and some things were not of God, but I've seen lots of things that were of God. I've seen his power move ridiculously powerfully in, in all kinds of services and things. Um, so it wasn't anything new to me, but I've probably freaked out a few friends of mine uh, who may have come with me or been in a service where something like this happened where the Holy Spirit fell. So we're going to talk tonight about tongues and or tongues with interpretation. Now this subject freaks out some people, but there's no getting around the fact that Paul included these twin gifts in his list of positive blessings from the Holy Spirit. There's a clear difference between the tongues described in the book of Acts chapters 2, 10, and 19, and probably 8, compared to the tongues of 1 Corinthians. In the Acts stories, no interpretation into the common language is mentioned. The, the multilingual crowd that was there on that day of Pentecost didn't need it. They already understood what the 120 disciples were saying. They, they, they recognized what these 120 who were speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God fell upon them, they were actually speaking in dialects familiar with that multilingual crowd that happened to be there during the day of Pentecost. In the Corinthians passage, Paul insists that public tongues in a church gathering be followed by an interpretation, so people aren't left scratching their heads about what was that. Same phenomenon, but different applications. An expression of public tongues in a service seems to be God's red flag, his way of getting everyone's attention. Excuse me, I have something to communicate now. Then comes the interpretation, in English or whatever the group's main language may be. Through the combination, all who are present get to hear the divine message and then benefit from it. That is what happened to a young businessman named Ron, whose wife, a TV news reporter, who had come to accept Christ and attended a church in Marquette, Michigan. Ron didn't think he needed this religious stuff. He asked his wife what the church was like, and upon hearing a little description, followed up with, is that that kind of place where they do all that speaking in tongues thing? Well, actually, she replied honestly, I've heard that a few times in some services. That ended the conversation for Ron for the time being, but some weeks later he was curious enough to investigate further. One Sunday morning, when his wife was out covering a news story, he ventured to the church on his own. On the way, he put God to something of a test. He said, look, if this tongues thing is for real, 
Let it happen today. Whew, that's quite a test to give to the Lord, right? The service began with some singing and songs he really didn't know. This gradually morphed into an unscripted time of praise and worship. Then, an older woman in Ron's row suddenly began to speak out in an unfamiliar language, loudly enough that everyone could hear. He glanced sideways. She didn't look like the type to make a spectacle of herself. After 60 or perhaps 90 seconds, she stopped. The sanctuary was quiet. Then someone across the way in a different section began to give a message of encouragement in English. The phrasing was unique, as if God was channeling his communication through this person. Only nothing was written down. It, it was all impromptu. Then the pastor gave a brief explanation of what had occurred. Following the sermon and closing prayer that day, Ron drove home with much to think about. God had even heard his challenge a few hours earlier and promptly responded to it. In the following months, this couple began attending church together. Ron decided to follow Christ just as his wife had done. They began inviting other young couples to their home for Bible study. Soon, the two of them were baptized, all because a church was willing to welcome the spiritual gifts of tongues and interpretation on a Sunday morning, no less. That's prime time, right? The Sunday morning service. That's when most of us attend. We might not extra go to all the extra stuff like Sunday nights or Wednesday nights or home group meetings or things like that. But again, if we look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10, it says, And to another, the working of miracles, and to another, prophecy, for telling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, and to another, discernment of spirits, the ability to distinguish sound godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions and cults, and to another, various kinds of unknown tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues." All scriptural, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. 1 Corinthians 14, 26 says, What then is the right course, believers? When you meet together, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, a disclosure, a special knowledge, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let everything be constructive and edifying and done for the good of all the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, For God, who is the source of their prophesying, is not a God of confusion and disorder, but of peace and order. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 39-40 says, Therefore, believers, desire earnestly to prophesy, to foretell the future, to speak a new message from God to the people, and do not forbid speaking in unknown tongues, but all things must be done appropriately and in an orderly manner. The one thing that I will tell you straight up growing up in this uh, spirit-filled realm that I was raised in, the Holy Spirit will never, will never cause confusion. There there will never be a time when the truth of the Holy Spirit comes and disrupts anything of God going on. That's not how that works. When that happens, it's probably a dog and pony show. I've seen them. Some of you probably have too. But I've also seen the Spirit of God move strongly and, and completely in a service where a message in tongues is given. It gets everybody's attention. The church goes silent. And then someone gives an interpretation of that tongue 
And it does usually bring about a sense of encouragement. Sometimes it's corrective. God can speak to us in multiple ways. Not too long ago, a couple of years ago, I think, um, I had been invited to speak at an event in a little Baptist church in uh, near Nashville, Missouri. And um, it, they did a Saturday event. I spoke a message on Saturday after this uh, big event and fish fry and archery shoot kind of thing, big outdoor event. And then they asked if I would stay over and preach the Sunday morning service because their pastor was traveling to, to go on a missions trip that day. So I, I agreed. I mean, I love to preach, so I took the invitation. So that Sunday morning, I brought a different message. And as I was in the midst of an altar call, a, a, a lady, an elderly lady who was sitting right there in the front, broke out in a message in tongues. Now it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of a surprise for me because we were in a Baptist church which typically you don't see this type of movement of the spirit. But after just a few moments and the church did fall silent and everybody was kind of awestruck, she actually interpreted it herself and and I will tell you that the message she gave went right along with my altar call and encouraged people to give their lives to Christ that day. It, it fit. It was appropriate. It felt appropriate in my spirit. Um, it, it happens. The Holy Spirit is alive and well today. He is here to, to benefit the local church, the modern day church, the modern day believer. Um, this, this ability, this gifting that God has given us is for all. You'll see that throughout scripture. Uh, it, yes, I guess if you're not used to it, it kind of gets a little weird. Um, but if you pay attention to what's happening, if it's the truth of the Holy Spirit coming out, it will settle rightly in your spirit. Remember, we talk about seeking the peace of God in any decision. That same peace comes in the process of his outpouring of his spirit. I will tell you that I get a feeling when it is not right, uh, but I don't have that feeling when it is correct, and there's usually a settling of peace in me, and it fits the message. It fits the service. I pray that the Holy Spirit pours out on all of us, and he is going to more and more as we go through these last days. Uh, the, the, we are in a time when we're going to see an outpouring of God's Spirit. Uh, the, the prophet Joel said it in the last days, I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will, will dream dreams. Your old men will see visions. It, and even your maidservants and, and your bondservants, he'll pour out his Spirit and speak through all of us at any given time. All we have to do is be available to him. Be plugged into the power source, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through us correctly and efficiently for such a time as this. Amen. Whew, what a good one. Uh, we are on to week seven next week. I think we're getting pretty close to the end of this. I actually didn't look to see how many more of these we have. And then I'm not sure what direction we're going to go from there. But we're, uh, we're going to kind of stay in this theme, I think, because I believe that's where God wants us to be. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following along. We love you. Rhonda and I are praying for you. Please continue to pray with us. Uh, there, there's lots of things going on in our nation today. There's lots of things going on personally with Rhonda and I and our family and 
all kinds of things that, that need attention and need prayer. So please continue to join with us, partner with us in prayer. If you can support us financially, all of our giving links are on our website, www.livinglightoutdoors.com, pinned right to the top of our Facebook page. Some even support us right here through the podcast. It can be done as well. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.